Well, good day, everybody. Today is October 11th. I'm Amanda Barker. And I'm Bill Antonio. And this is Born on This Day, the podcast that examines everybody who was born on this day that we know of and all the special things that make October 11th the special day that it is. And today is a special day because it is National Coming Out Day. Oh, man, I have something to tell you. <laughs> what? What? I'm My mind is blown. Still gay. <laughs> Uh, just a little history on this day. Let me let me uh, gay-splain you. National Coming Out Day will continue to raise awareness for individuals with within the LGBTQ plus community. I believe it's LGBTQI, last time I checked. And uh, champion the idea that homophobia thrives in silence. On this day, many people who identify as LGBTQI will come out, a term stemming from the phrase coming out of the closet, just in case you didn't know that, Bill, <laughs> to friends or family about their sexuality, which is a very big moment for many, and maybe for others, not as much. Um, I'm sure everybody remembers their moment uh, or moments, I think, because mm-hmm. often it comes in small increments. And sure ways. does. Um, it's also a chance to celebrate the liberation spirit. Many do this by waving flags associated with pride or donning pins. Also, people born on October the 11th have the ability to put others at ease. They have a sweet and sensitive nature, which in no way implies their lack of strength because they've got lots of that too. They possess considerable grit and determination and are often drawn toward adventure despite being somewhat afraid of what that adventure might bring. Like coming out. Like coming out. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of coming out, the first birthday celebrant on our list is uh, my absolute favorite in this regard, and that is Mm -hmm. the red hot Matt Bomer who became a star when he played the lead role on the series White Collar, which led to him starring in the Magic Mike movies, The Nice Guys, the remake of The Magnificent Seven, and a long-term guest spot on Will and Grace. He won a Golden Globe for his performance in the film adaptation of Larry Kramer's Normal Heart, which he's really good in and has a very nice ass, and was born on this day in (laughs) Webster Webster Groves, Missouri in 1977. Michelle Trachtenberg. Did I say that right? Trachtenberg, yeah. Trachtenberg is best known as Buffy's little sister Dawn on the series Buffy the Vampire Slater, for which she played just after appearing as Penny in the live-action version of Inspector Gadget. She starred later in Seventeen Again with Zac Efron and on the shows Weeds, Gossip Girl, and Guidance, and she was born on this day in New York in 1985. Ron Liebman played one of his best-known roles in Norma Ray as the labor organizer who inspires Sally Field's title character to unionize her factory. He later appeared on the shows Pacific Station and Central Park West, plus appeared on the film's Autofocus, The Dummy, and Garden State. His last role was a voice in the series Archer. He was born on this day in New York City in 1937. He died in 2019 at the age of 82. Emily Deschanel had roles in Cold Mountain, Spider-Man 2, and My Sister's Keeper, finding success with her lead role of Temperance Brennan on the 12 seasons of the show Bones. She is the sister of actress Zoe Deschanel and the daughter of Academy Award-nominated cinematographer Caleb Deschanel. While, however, did they break through (laughs) into showbiz? Anyway, she recently appeared on Animal Kingdom, and she was born on this day in Los Angeles in 1976. That's right. I do remember her on Bones. 
Another favorite on the list today, the great Joan Cusack was on one season of Saturday Night Live, but made her mark in the 80s in a series of very funny supporting roles, from her brief appearance as the girl in the neck brace in 16 Candles, She's to her so first Oscar nomination as Melanie Griffith's best friend Cynthia in Working Girl. More iconic roles in subsequent years included Adam's Family Values, Nine Months, and the comedy hit In and Out, for which she received her second Academy Award nomination. She starred on the brief sitcom What About Joan, and later had a recurring role on Shameless, for which she won an Emmy Award. More recently, she was on A Series of Unfortunate Events, and performed voices in the animated films Toy Story 4 and Klaus. She was born on this day in New York City in 1962. I have to say, she's definitely one of those people that I emulate and model. Oh, she's the greatest. I make and like, pure just... showbiz, like she's in everything. You know, the small yeah. screen and large, and just yeah. kills no matter what it is. And I, I just it. love her. And she says she frequently sees people going as her Sixteen Candles character for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it's just so great, and yeah. she's so great in it. And. Uh, she's one of those people that you know you saw a bunch of times before you started connecting the dots that it was all her she's just so committed to her work and uh you know true working character actor in this day and age of which there are not enough in my opinion uh yeah so anna eleanor roosevelt was born in 1884 in new york city and she was an american political figure diplomat and activist who hasn't who doesn't love a good eleanor roosevelt quote right she served as the first lady of the united states from march 4th uh 1933 to april 12th 1945 during her husband president franklin d roosevelt's four terms in office you heard me right four terms in office making her the longest serving first lady of the united states in April 1960, Roosevelt was diagnosed with asplastic anemia soon after being struck by a car in New York City. In 1962, she was given steroids, which actually activated a dormant case of tuberculosis in her bone marrow. And unfortunately, she did die of resulting cardiac fam- failure in her home in Manhattan on uh, November 7th, 1962, at the age of 78. But I mean, she... She did it all. Like she, she there needs to be more movies about her, and I need to play her. She was the first presidential spouse to hold regular press conferences, write a daily newspaper column, write a monthly magazine column, host a weekly radio show, and speak at the National Party Convention, which is now pretty commonplace, but she was the first one to do it. And on occasions, she publicly disagreed with her husband's policies, and uh, that was their life. So she's a pretty, pretty amazing woman. A true Democrat dream, those two. One of her favorite, I don't know if you have a favorite Eleanor Roosevelt quote, Bill, but uh, my favorite, one of my favorites, I have a lot, but one of my favorites is nobody can make you feel inferior without your consent. Right. Yeah. It is a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie where Cynthia Nixon plays her is pretty good with Kenneth oh, Branagh. I, I think it's called, um, it's named after a place. It's Hope Springs or something like that. I can't oh, remember yeah. I mean, there's a lot that she, there, she's featured in so yeah. many movies but i don't know has there been like a really good biopic of her no because sunrise at campobello is also with greer garson playing her and uh-huh. she's the lead in the film but it's about uh-huh. a specific period of time in their lives i think after like okay. when they went and lived at that resort in the woods after he in finished campobello? being president i yeah. want to go to campobello yeah something like that I haven't seen it in a very long time. I, I, I'm actually re-watching it this week for a podcast, so I will report oh. back next week. Please do. Yeah. 
Jane Krakowski made her film debut as Cousin Vicky in National Lampoon's Vacation and then had a brief role in the hit thriller Fatal Attraction, later finding success as Elaine on Ally McBeal. While on stage, she won a Tony Award for her performance in the musical Nine. She achieved her peak popularity when she took on the role of Jenna Maroney on 30 Rock, for which she was nominated for Emmy Awards and then continued on to Tina Fey's subsequent show, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She was born on this day in Parsippany, New Jersey in 1968. She is truly fantastic. She is. I mean, we have a lot of great women on the list today. We do. I yeah. mean, she took the role from Rachel Dratch, which I know yeah. a lot of people have opinions on uh, for 30 Rock, because uh, Rachel Dratch played that role in the pilot, I believe, but um, right. or the original pilot, anyway. Yes. But Rachel Dratch has a lot to say about it in her book. Can't wait to read it. Yeah. Well, David Morse debuted in the touching drama Inside Moves in 1980, going on to play a recurring role on St. Elsewhere, later appearing in the films The Good Son, The Crossing Guard, The Long Kiss Goodnight, and Contact. Recently, he was in Escape at Denimora and Blindspot and was born on this day in Hamilton, Massachusetts in 1953. He's your paisan. He, he is indeed. Yeah. Have you seen Escape, from, uh, Escape at Denimora? It's so good, and Patricia Arquette is so good in it. I'm gonna underline it here. That's good to know. It's See a it's a it. jailbreak miniseries. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. All right, another favorite on the list. Luke Perry <laughs> became an instant teen heartthrob when he was cast as Dylan McKay on the runaway hit television series Beverly Hills 90210, following it with roles on Oz, Jeremiah, and Riverdale, while also appearing in the films Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Fifth Element, and Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was released a few months after his death from a stroke in 2019 at the age of 52. He was born on his day in Mansfield, Ohio in 1966. How do you have a stroke at 52, Luke? Um, I don't know. And so like everything I say after this point is all pure conjecture and people can sue me if they want to. He looked much older than 52 when he died. I and see. I, okay. my, my guess is um, like a, like a back injury that led to taking too many painkillers for too many right. years. That's the right. vibe I got off of him. Right. He did look old. Like he, he, he looked he was very weathered. Yeah. But he looked old when he was in 90210. It's true. And he was always hot. Like even 52 year old Luke yeah. Wilson, I would have gotten down with also because he always Luke projected Perry. this. Wilson. Yes. But, sorry. But Luke Wilson too. Yes. Um, but like Luke Perry always projected this radiating vibe of like warmth and like he mm. just always seemed kind and they've played up mm -hmm. on that they played that up a lot on the show mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but uh but i feel like there's something there that that's i think there's more that we don't know for sure yeah yeah, yeah. well there might be more that we don't know about sean patrick flannery who but made who cares <laughs> Uh, he made a splash uh, for some people, for, for young Bill, I guess. And the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, which only lasted one season, but spawned a few television films and a follow-up series in the late 90s, which in the while in the meantime, he appeared in films like The Grass Harp, Powder, and The Boondock Saints. In 2013, he joined the cast of Dexter and was recently in the film Acceleration. He was born on this day in Lake Charles, Louisiana in 1965. Stephen Moyer worked in British television for years before finding fame as Bill Compton on True Blood, on which he met his current wife, Anna Paquin. He followed it with roles on The Gifted and Fortunate Son, and he was born on this day in Brentwood, England in 1969. I love when anyone says their current wife. <laughs> it makes me laugh. 
it's like, how much that. hope do we have for that person? Well, it's just, they're another sketchy case, aren't they? Isn't he like 50 years older than her? I or? think so, yeah. 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 Oh, we got so many of them. Yep. Lenny James is a British actor who starred on the series Hung, played Morgan Jones on The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead. He appeared in Snatch, Columbiana, and Blade Runner 2049. I was born on this day in Nottinghamshire, England in 1965. Belcalis Marlenis Almanzar is one of the most popular musical acts today, though you probably know her under the name Cardi B. She found her success after her viral videos on Vine and Instagram led to her appearing on Love and Hip Hop and signing with Atlantic Records in 2017. Her big hits include I Like It, Please Me, and the recently released WAP. She has already been recognized by Forbes as one of the most influential female rappers of all time and is the only female rapper with multiple billion streamers on Spotify. She has a Grammy Award, seven Billboard Music Awards, five Guinness World Records, and in 2018, Time included her on their annual list of the 100 most influential people in the world. That's all since 2017. Like, where do you go from here? Anyway, I don't know. I she was born know. on this day in the Bronx in 1992. It, she's she's an interesting one, and I don't know if do, are you a Cardi B fan at all? I I haven't given her enough attention to decide one way or the other, but you know, I'm I'm sure that I am. I liked her in Hustlers. She made me laugh. <laughs> Yes, that's right. I forgot she was in Hustlers. Yeah. She was funny in Hustlers. Um, yeah, she's she's interesting. I think she's somebody that's going to have an interesting second, third act, potentially. Cause she has or is very... she going to disappear? Because I wonder if you have right. this much success in three years and then you have enough money to live on your own private island and then you just, you know, leave it behind. Like Nicki Minaj, we haven't heard much. I mean, they, had, they were scrapping it out on Twitter yeah. and stuff. But, but really... We haven't heard much from Nicki Minaj. But some people, you know. that's what they like. Like, not everyone is as insane as Madonna to want people going through their garbage for the rest of their life. Right. You know. It's true. Speaking of refreshing, French and Saunders are one of Britain's most popular comedy teams, and half of them is Don French, who appeared on the show's Girls on Top before launching the sketch show, or skit show, depending on who you are, French and Saunders, that made them famous to the world followed by the runaway success of my favorite show ever. I just love it. Absolutely fabulous, which she and Jennifer Saunders created and on Saunders' next show, Clatterford. Television fans love her for, the, for her role on the long-running series, The Vicar of Dibley. I mean, is there anything more British sounding than The Absolutely. Vicar of Dibley? Absolutely, yeah. And she's appeared in Coraline, Cor right? Yep. Coraline, Maybe Baby, and Harry Potter and the Prisoner of, I can never say this, Azkaban. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, she was born on this day in Hollyhead, Wales in 1957. I didn't know until I did this that she was born in Wales. Me neither. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'd think I would, it being my favorite show. Brilliant woman. Also, uh, I forgot to mention, she's written a few novels as well. Oh, wow. Good for yeah, her. she's very, very uh, cool. But yeah, The Vicar of Dibley is the most British shows. They love their gentle comedies about like rural people living in villages and Indeed. the the goings on you know the vicar of and then you start watching them and then you're addicted you just want to like dip into these worlds it's amazing mm -hmm. anyway mm -hmm. justin lynn is a director who broke into the business with his independent hit better luck tomorrow which quickly led to his helming the big budget fast and furious franchise filming parts three four five six and the upcoming part nine while also directing annapolis star trek beyond and episodes of true detective in the meantime he was born on this day in taipei taiwan in 1971 um, so I'm just doing a little recon on our next person. Did you write this? 
I did, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm 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 looking. Who for do you him. have, Artie Lang? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go ahead and take it? Why? Oh, I I think there's a note from Marco here. What is he talking about? Okay, can you go ahead and take it sure. while I'm I do a little uh, due diligence on Artie <clears throat> Lang? Artie Lang was a cast member of Mad TV who went on to appear in Mystery Men, Boat Trip, the show Rescue Me, and most recently on the series Crashing. He was born on this day in Union Township, New Jersey in 1967. Oh, wow. Okay, so there's... Marco's not wrong. He wrote, he no longer has a nose, not joking. Take a second to look at his photos. And he's right. I don't know what happened there. He lost Uh, his nose. Yes, it was. I do know about this. Um, oh crap what was it that happened I don't know okay. he has tour dates announced um, yeah it's like it's like fallen something's happened to his nose he looks completely different uh, what happened to Artie Lang's nose oh my gosh I can't find out what happened to his nose uh, oh, his nose was hideously was deformed addict. because of three decades of drug abuse yeah yeah he and was a coke had, addict I guess surgery wow yeah. that, they should show that to kids who get into coke Wow. Okay. Well, I don't know that we needed to do that deep dive, but he's right. His nose has collapsed. I mean, him and Donatello, you know. Elmore Leonard began writing novels and screenplays in the 50s, including 310 to Yuma, Ombre with Paul Newman, and The Big Bounce. Pulp Fiction wasn't based on his work, but it certainly revived his popularity thanks to having a similar spirit. And Leonard's work found itself being adapted with high regularity in the late 90s, including the films Get Shorty, Out of Sight, Jackie Brown, Touch, and the remake of The Big Bounce. His short story Fire in the Hole inspired the series Justified, and his papers currently reside at the University of South Carolina's Irwin Department of Rare Books and Special Collections. He was born on this day in New Orleans in 1925. He died in 2013 at the age of 87. I was going to say great writer, but then I realized I've never actually read him. I just love all the Mm -hmm. movies based on his stuff. Mm -hmm. Sig Ruman's German accent and rubbery face often saw him cast as pompous bureaucrats, most memorably in the Marx Brothers comedies A Night at the Opera and A Day at the Races. Plus, he appeared in the Greta Garbo comedy Ninochka and the Ernst Lubitsch classic To Be or Not to Be. He was born on this day in Hamburg, Germany in 1884 and died in 1967 at the age of 82. And that, I think, is all we have for today, October the 11th. Bill, do you have any more? No, I don't. Well, uh, I just want to thank you, Bill, for coming out. It's always a pleasure. (laughs) Enjoy your national coming out day. Enjoy your October 11th. Enjoy your birthday if that's you today. I'm Amanda Barker. And I'm Bill Antonio. And this was another episode of Born on This Day. Okay. On national coming out day, if Tom Cruise sees his shadow, we don't get Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hope he includes that. (laughs) 